0: Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sunny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Hawley.
1: Thank you, Zach Dresch. Looking forward to being on stage with you and Emily Wilson at Boss's Comedy Club and Tea tomorrow night at 7. Doors open at 5.30. Meanwhile, back here at the ranch, Alexander Craig is a one-man band from Minoka, Minnesota We'll be playing at Monks in downtown Sioux Falls tomorrow night. We talk about his style of music. Then Ben Gertner makes his second appearance on the show to talk about his new album that comes out this week. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention as well as choose another winner of Pizza with a podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage. Lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve.
2: Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here.
1: So long, hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near, and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Uh And we lift them high, no matter what you're drinking, no matter what you are drinking it from. Lift it high and give the Weekend Eve Toast to the official start of summer yesterday. Now we can forget about the long winter we complained about and get set to be inside a lot when it's extremely hot so we can long for winter again the way we longed for summer six months ago. Don't you love living here? The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky and Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts or shooting pool. Have fun listening to great live music from local musicians or have fun singing karaoke. Maybe a need room to hold a company party, a benefit of some sort. The Sky's big back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week. This week, we say congratulations to David Bowe. We'll be in touch with you, David, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with the Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria. Right across from USF at 26th and Waltz and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, Sonny'sPizzeria.com. Honorable Honorable mention. Mention. Figuring out what made Dave smile a lot this past week was no problem at all. The amazing cast of the Premier Playhouse production of Greece. Let me rephrase that. The amazing cast and crew of the Premier Playhouse production of Greece. Incredibly fun show, well cast, great singing, costuming, lighting, you name it. If you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor while it's still playing this weekend at the Orpheum. <laughs> Later in the show, Ben Gertner talks about his new album and even provides us a quick listen. Up next, the one man band that'll be playing at Monks tomorrow night, Alexander Craig, on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new Ceramics
0: Studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964.
3: Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does, while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection and value they carry sizes extra small to 3x and have something appropriate for any age feel empowered and get confident posh boutique at the bridges at 57th
4: time for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly hour
1: Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you know what I like to say at the beginning of every single conversation. It is always a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Well, today we're going to be talking to someone a little outside of the Sioux Empire, but coming here tomorrow, Friday night, the 23rd at Monks. It's going to be Alexander Craig. Welcome. How are you, Alexander? Alexander
2: i'm doing good man Uh, thanks for having me
1: on the show oh yeah you're quite welcome and uh so what would be a a way to describe you because i've I've got your uh your website up in front of me right now and the intro that i was thinking of using gets me a little confused so i want to hear it from your lips what you say you do as a musician
2: um (laughs) I guess, I don't know, it's just like a progression on American roots music. So, like, I'm into soul and uh, blues and R&B and uh, rockabilly and country music and whatnot, and it's just like a modern take on all of that stuff. Okay,
1: yeah, so uh, you pretty well kind of covered it, because I'm going to read it for everybody. Midwest native Alexander Craig has passion for performing and recording music, whether he's leading a six-piece band, a trio, Or playing as a traditional one-man band, each show is engaging and full of energy. His songs, as wide-ranging as his character, from swampy gut-bucket blues to blistering punk-inspired rock and roll and anything in between. He covers a lot of ground in creative expression, producing and mixing music, as well as directing and editing video. Wow, you got a lot going on there, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I want to know when it's just you, and is is that the case tomorrow night at Monk's?
2: Yep. Uh, I'm on the tail end of a three week long tour as a traditional one man band.
1: Okay. Uh, so does the one man band include more than a guitar? What do you have along with you?
2: Uh, I have a kick drum and a snare drum and a hi hat. Uh, I all operate on. Foot pedals, and I have a guitar, and I sing, and wow. play a little bit of harmonica,
1: all right, man. We're looking forward to that. That'll be a great time. No doubt about that uh, so where Hall have you been to this point then, on your tour?
2: uh basically went through Wisconsin uh played four shows there, and then um I did south uh played a show in Fort Wayne um and then keokuk or sorry then uh st louis and then keokuk iowa and it'll be lawrence kansas before um sioux falls and i might be getting a show in omaha but that's not a for sure thing i'm kind of waiting Mm -hmm. on a friend of a friend situation Uh, right yeah and then um after sioux falls i'm hitting mankato at the Nikato bar It's a spot that I've played probably a dozen times because it's kind of in my area. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be playing a homecoming show in my proper hometown of Anoka, Minnesota, which is uh, about 20 miles from Minneapolis on the north side.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: So what got you interested in music? How did all this start for you?
2: Boy loaded question uh like performing or like music in general or
1: when when did you start playing music and what was first did you have to do you know what so many do and and uh, go to piano lessons uh and then pick up a guitar or another instrument or uh what started that and then we'll talk more about your type of music in a little bit
2: um well i guess like originally like the first thing like way 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 back when was uh My mom took us to Crazy Jim's Music in Anoka. We were living in St. Francis at the time, so it was like the next town south. And uh, my brother ended up getting a ukulele and I got a pair of drumsticks. And uh, yeah, I guess that was like the first conscientious, like, forward movement towards being a musician. I was, like, super young, though, man. I don't, if I had to guess, I was, like, six,
1: okay, and something what, like that. What did you use the drumsticks for? You didn't have drumsticks uh, at just, that
2: point, did you? No. <laughs> okay. It was just, like, any surface, I guess.
1: <laughs> like some of the people that tamp their fingers on, on things and so forth. So uh, that's excellent. And uh, so when, then, did you move into playing the guitar?
2: Uh, I got my first guitar in 1996, so I was in just finishing up sixth grade, it was the spring of '96, and I think I was 12. And yeah, my uncle let me use this little Squire Stratocaster and uh practice guitar amp that had distortion on it, which is pretty cool, uh, you know, for a 12 year old, right? And yeah, I just messed around with that for a while and then i think shortly after i got the guitar probably i don't know four months or so uh started taking guitar lessons uh at danny and cindy's music in Coon rapids and um did that for about six months and then we moved actually and then i got a different guitar teacher up in cambridge minnesota and i did lessons with him for i would guess six about six months so i had about a year's worth of guitar lessons when i was in junior high and then beyond that it's been self-taught or like taught like some musical theory type stuff i've learned from other musicians and whatnot no as much as i can actually like comprehend because music theory is like Bizarre to me.
1: (laughs) Uh, Note reader or a, uh, should I say, sight reader, or uh, are you one of those that uh, you play by ear or you figure it out and just go with it?
2: Well, I I guess like a lot of the music that I play is original music. So Mm -hmm. as far as like composing and arranging those songs, it's just a lot of like plucking around, figuring out what I think sounds cool based on others, you know techniques that i've picked up over the years i used to play guitar in a two-piece surf thrash band which was like super (laughs) heavy like super heavy super fast and like punk rock you know it's like the fastest surf music that you could comprehend (laughs) and uh that taught me a lot about like arranging songs at a kind of a young age because it was an instrumental band so like we had to keep Mm -hmm. the arrangements pretty interesting so came up with a lot of melodies and riffs and stuff like that in that project. And that's kind of transcended into what I'm doing now. So, and uh, as far as like the ability to read music, like I can read charts, which mm -hmm. are like, you know, chord numbers or whatever. Like, so like, you know, a thing that a lot of working musicians do is they talk in numbers. So it's like, once you understand what key the song is in, then each progression within the song is a number. And then like if the key changes, all of those like patterns stay mm-hmm. the same, but the timbre of the song is different. So it's like a real practical way of like explaining uh, composition to other musicians instead of like trying to think about what chord is getting played when it's just a number system. So I do know that as far as theory goes, that's probably the strongest suit that I have as far as practicality goes.
1: Are you a music or lyric first when it comes to having a song in your head?
2: Uh, I think initially it's almost always a hook that I come with, up with or maybe a verse. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it becomes like a marriage thing between the guitar and the lyrics and writing. So I have written songs all the way out lyric wise before I picked up a guitar to do, figure out the arrangement. But usually, I would say it, it like starts out like a lyrical idea pops into my head when I'm just doing whatever, like driving or doing the dishes or my laundry or mowing the grass or whatever, and then i just make a note of that and now i've been doing it in my phone since smartphone thing which (laughs) is like super freaking convenient um so yeah i do that and then i'll sit down with the guitar and then figure out what i want to do with it and write the rest of the song
1: what was the first song you wrote
2: probably some type of instrumental song uh when i was shortly after i got a guitar my brother his focus was drums and mine was guitar, and we were super young. Like I said, I was twelve when I got my first guitar, and he wanted to get into percussion. So we would come up with weird little songs as like you know preteens, <laughs> and like that's that's kind of how it started.
1: All right, and we go back to like two thousand eight. Uh, you were in Crankshaft. And then I was
2: Crankshaft. You were it. Uh, so, and then we Yes. Got, well, no, like, Crankshaft was an alias, so, right. like, not a band name. Crankshaft is a stage name, like Muddy Waters okay. or Howlin' Wolf or like that.
1: Because I'm looking back at your musical history. You've got Crankshaft. Then after that, Crankshaft and the Gear Grinders. And then Alex Crankshaft Larson. And now just Alexander Craig. Is it pretty just a nice
2: flow? Say again?
1: Is that all just kind of a nice flow from beginning to where we are now?
2: Well, the only reason that I have it like separated that way is because it was pre internet, you know, like it did. Right. Streaming sites weren't even a thing, or like having to think about all that wasn't a thing. So like the first album I called Crankshaft cause I was doing a one man band thing. And then I started playing with the bands, which was Crankshaft and the gear grinders. And then <laughs> later on, after that, I was, uh, I wanted to release an album called tied to the world behind me. And it didn't make sense for that to be Crankshaft and the gear grinders tied to the world behind me. So I titled that one, Alex, Crankshaft Larson just for the fact that I wanted to <laughs> name the album that, Right. and then I did the second album under that same name, just to like, you know, piggyback it basically
1: what's it take to uh, make a, a good album uh, i mean you know what are we talking about? like time wise and uh, everything that you put into it editing then and uh, getting it out there uh what what type of work is that or is that pleasure for you
2: well i guess you asked first like what does it take to make an album so like the lyrics are like the foundation of the song and like the release in general in my mind so like that's super important uh i think it becomes easier to write songs that have good substance the longer that you're alive so like i think like i'm almost 40 i'm turning 40 in uh, like 10 days i think and um anyway it's like I have enough life experience now that I'm just drawing from things that I've learned about living and it was harder to write songs when I was younger. Cause mm-hmm. I just didn't have as much soul, like more or less, like not to, not to be like critical or whatever. It's just the nature of like not being around as long, you know? So, um, I think that life experience has a lot to do with like good songwriting. And then as far as like putting a good album together, like from, a uh, twenty year span of self producing and releasing music, I guess my I'm th- I could write a book on this honestly, but like to summarize, I've learned a lot about like the studio is very different than playing live mm-hmm. and to create a feeling that is exciting in the studio takes some key things. first of all, it takes comfort in the setup. so like, thing that's bizarre about recording in the studio is everything's isolated so you have to play with uh headphones on so like that's just a scenario all all by itself like i'm i've got so i've clocked so much performance time out in the world that singing with headphones on is like super foreign to me so (laughs) like that's that's a situation all by itself you know and then I guess the other thing is is like going into the studio prepared as far as the arrangements goes and like that type of thing and making sure everybody that's recording like understands like breaks in the song and like, like instrumental interludes or whatever. And all that stuff is like tightened up so that when you get into the studio, like it's just an efficient situation because most studios are charging by the hour. So it's like, for me as a front man, that's like, funding the whole project Mm -hmm. it's like okay let's like be super freaking prepared because after (laughs) we get there like every minute is like money that's like going out the window you know so that's important to me the other thing that i've learned over time is like the personality of the recording engineer that uh is being worked with for that particular album has a lot to do with the mood of the music which is like you wouldn't think that that would be a part of the equation but it's like in my experience, like if the engineer is like not personality wise on the same page as the guys that are all in the studio, it can create like a rift in the, the vibe of the music, which is that like, again, like that's just something that took me like freaking close to 20 years of recording to figure out, but it's like really, it's a real thing. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, I guess that's, Producing an album in a nutshell and then like like mixing it is like a whole nother thing, too I've always co-mixed my albums with uh, the engineers that record them. So we'll sit down and like I tell them a like, you know scoop some of the 400 to 700 K tone out of the electric bass and like turn up the kick drum like make the snare drum brighter by adding high mids and like I mean, if you're doing that and like basically creating a palette so that everything sounds good on each song, and it's 14 songs of material, it's just a lot of like post-production work. You know, if you want a song to sound good, it just takes a lot, like a lot of effort to mix it properly.
1: So you're putting 14 songs out on an album? So a, a true album, no uh, L or EPs?
2: Um, well. I put out a full album in October, so that's out in the world now. Okay. Um, what I decided to do is I put out five singles related to that particular album, mm-hmm. and then I harbored all the rest of the album in the physical world. So you can't hear that full album except for on a record or on a CD. So I did that, and like, what I'm going to do is a year after I released it, I'm going to release it to the internet, and then I'm going to do the same thing with the next release. So like, for the first year that an album's out, the only way to get it is to purchase a record or a mm. CD.
1: And we're talking vinyl. Yeah, man. Oh, I love it. I just finally purchased a turntable again. It had, it had cool. been decades, but I'm loving it. Uh, And just, you know, the sitting down and taking time to listen to music instead of listening to music while you're doing something else. But, you know, music is such a great mood mover for people. Uh, And uh, so you're going to be having those vinyl records available tomorrow night at Monks?
2: Nope. Absolutely. The record's (laughs) super cool, man. It's like, I kind of went all out. It was like, I have like this thing where like, I... uh, I worked really hard when I was younger to like get financially set up to be like comfortable right Mm -hmm. now. Like my, uh, my living expenses are pretty low because I like kicked ass and like worked really hard when I was younger (laughs) to make that happen. Right. And basically now I'm just like burning up like way more money in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So like the album that I'm selling, uh, is this like, is this a public radio station can i say value amounts or is that not a thing oh I mean?
1: yeah this is a podcast so you go ahead and say whatever you'd like
2: so yeah like the album is a gatefold record it's print printed on olympic white vinyl um the opposite side of the gatefold has a 32 panel booklet in it that's about the size of a like a traditional wall calendar yeah and uh, each page has lyrics on one side and then artwork that goes along with the lyrics on the other side of the page. And it's like 14 songs. So it's like 32 panels of art- artwork basically. And uh, I worked with the artist and we collaborated on every visual idea surrounding the lyrics and the lyrics were the driving point for the artwork. and I'm like pretty particular and I wanted her to like look a certain way and she was awesome to work with. She was like super accommodating in that sense. And her name's Tiffany Smith. Um, if you go on my socials, I like share stuff that she has. So that's in my feeds. Um, anyway, the point that I'm making is like my wholesale on this record after I paid all the hired guns to record on it and the engineer and the artist, and like the physical, Copy of the thing and all of the stuff that went into the production of the record. My wholesale on this particular record is thirty three dollars and fifty cents, and I'm selling it for forty bucks. Wow! So it's like a killing deal for like somebody that's into what I'm doing. Right. Like, if they want something that's like a historical piece attached to like this period of my life and what I'm doing right now, it's like it's like a very good product like i'm proud of like the quality of what i'm putting out you know what i mean like it's something that like in the future i'm going to look back on and be like yeah that was like a risk to do that but it was like super badass
1: <laughs> all right what do you enjoy most about a live crowd
2: um like the synergy between the live performance and then the crowd is like the thing that makes live music unique. Um, And that's like not something you can really recreate by broadcasting on TV or like Mm -hmm. having it pre-recorded and played back. Because the energy is like literally not in your room. You know, you're just plugged into a screen or whatever. So like, yeah, just the vibe of like an event and uh, the energy that we cast out. You know for the crowd to pick up on and then the crowd's reaction to what we're doing and their energy like coming back at us and it's like you know it's like it's just a cool thing i think it's like part of the evolution of being human to like you know gather and listen to live music and it's probably been happening for hundreds of thousands of years and to continue on with that is like doing humankind uh solid you know what i mean right
1: what do you enjoy about uh, the the time that you are sitting down and composing? Uh, what, what's the feeling that you get when you're doing that?
2: Um, I guess the reason that I'm creative in general is because I like the therapy of it. It's like I can put my mind on one particular thing and focus on that, and then manipulate that thing until it's to the spot where I can feel proud about it. Stepping back, you know what I mean, and like the process of that is like really rewarding in a sense that I get to use like lots of different parts of my brain and like personal experience to make this thing happen. And then I get to get lost in the flow of making it at the same time. So that's kind of like what I've been doing, you know, it's just like you come up with a freaking new carrot to chase on the end of the same stick and, (laughs) you know, you keep going, going after it, you know,
1: all right. Alexander Craig is gonna be at Monks tomorrow night, Friday night, June twenty-third. What time are you setting up and or what time does the show start? Uh
2: man, I don't even know, man. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> well, we can we're go to the recording this, it, right? so it's like for me it's like days away. So I don't know. I, I live twenty-four hours at a time. All the other information goes into my calendar, so I don't have to think about it
1: good point though uh and uh, speaking of your website though it's a, a very enjoyable spot to go to very easy to maneuver through and it shows your uh all, all of your albums it uh, also shows your dates in fact uh, let's see what does it say no it doesn't say a time it just says monk's hail house for sioux falls on friday june 23rd uh but you're you're kind of getting toward the end of a a long tour well th- three weeks and uh for a one-man band that's that's a, a lot of work
2: yeah one one man one band one one man band traveling in a minivan oh i like it yeah yeah and, so uh, a lot yeah of original i guess like, music you said yeah it's the focus is original music like last night i played in a spot that was like i don't know like for more or less like kind of vanilla and like i had to throw in like some stuff that people would know because it was hard getting like captivating them you know what i mean so uh i I do that you know like i think any good performer is like gonna like have some tricks in the bag to like try and get through a situation where you know it's like what is working it might be not your music (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so I did that. I do that. And then, you know, there's like also covers that I just love, you know, like I love roots, blues music and roots, rock and roll. And like pretty much anything that, you know, came out of like that rock and roll R&B vein -hmm. and blues vein from like 1965 or 1955 to like 1970, you know? So yeah, I cover a lot of stuff in that. Area and I would say that my shows are like probably three quarters originals and a quarter covers.
1: Okay. Well, it's uh, it's going to be a great night then at uh, Monks. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. by the way, that's a, a fun place to play. I used to actually do some improv shows with a with a group down there. So uh, it, nice. It can be a good good time. All right. I always like yeah. to end uh, with two questions. Uh, and sometimes the second question isn't needed, depending upon the answer to the first question when we come to the end of our conversations, when you are not part of the arts and entertainment world, what do you like to be entertained by?
2: Okay. So like as an artist, what do I seek out? Yeah. Um, I would say the thing that I'm attracted to the most and like, this is another like personal experience thing is like, people who have blue collar background that also make art and like also do like some type of like individual physical activity. <laughs> so like <laughs> I I get down with like dudes that like grew up skateboarding and are like working construction or some type of like factory job or whatever. And they are still making artwork because that's like, a it's, it's artwork that's coming from a different spot mm-hmm. in my mind. And, um, That's where I'm at, you know, like that's I have a lot of blue collar background in my upbringing and my and what I'm doing, like reflects on that, you know, it's just like the the people that I gravitate towards, like typically have like a well of life experience that is drawn from like anything from, you know, Working a blue collar job to like substance abuse or like mm-hmm. weird family dynamics, or like I just like things that are genuine and like have depth, you know. And then I get stoked by things that are like authentic and cool and coming into the world from a good place from that particular artist. And that stokes my fire to like do more shit, you know. Uh
1: huh. All right. And then the final question is any other hobbies?
2: Yeah, big into hot rods and chopper uh, motorcycles, and I love water sports like uh, skiing behind a boat or mm-hmm. kneeboarding behind a boat or barefooting or just swimming in general. I like I love the water, and um, I like dancing. I like appreciating live music from a fan perspective, and yeah, man, I just love being alive, uh, like being inspired by stuff and doing cool stuff and to inspire other people.
1: And we can find that cool stuff tomorrow night at Monk's uh, in uh, downtown Sioux Falls. Alexander Craig, thank you so much for taking some time to be on the uh, Dave Holly Hour. And I wish you well, not just at Monk's, but the rest of your tour as you wind it up. Well, thank you, Dave. All right. Thank you much. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment.
3: Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does, while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th.
4: Dave Hollyhour, like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people.
1: It's a music day today. and We just got finished talking with uh, Alexander Craig about uh, all of his stuff that he's going to be having going on at Monks. Now we get to bring back, yes, he's a second to time here on the Dave Hollyhour, a young man who happens to have an album coming out this week and going to hear more about it. But I have to get in my usual, it's always a pleasure to talk Sue Empire Arts and Entertainment and uh, do that more than just having him in the show because uh, he happens to work at Full Circle Book Co-op and when you make your way down there, you can chat with him a little bit then, too. Absolutely. Ben Gertner, how are you? Oh, I'm
5: doing so well. All Thanks right. for having me. Yeah.
1: You, you might need to lean into that oh, microphone yeah, for, a little for bit sure. more. My for bad. some reason, it's uh, you know it got the big counterweight on it Absolutely, and everything. No. Uh, you might be down to the floor by the time it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but you also happened to have brought That's your right. guitar. I did. I did uh, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. So, new album. Mm-hmm. All right. Name of the album? The name of the album
5: is The Room Looked Like a View. Ooh,
1: yeah, not room with a view, but the room looked <laughs> like a view.
5: So you're the second person to say that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so
1: what brought that about then?
5: Well, I mean it's a uh, it's one of those it's one of those th- uh, phrases that came to me at a at a certain time, uh, and I had I had sworn that I had heard it somewhere. It was one of those things that it seemed so familiar, and perhaps because of the E.M. Forrester, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, I did. Uh, I was I was in a hotel, and I looked out on it was it was june and i looked out uh and it looked like for some reason there was some illusion with the um roof and it almost looked like there was like snow on the roof and um that was the phrase that popped in my head and uh i feel like that's just uh, like how a lot of the songs on the album were written they were just tiny little uh tiny little nuggets of Moments of inspiration, yeah. yeah, that I've pieced together to be a uh, to be a full song and then an album. It's been a long time coming. This is my first, uh, my debut studio album, so. Oh I'm wow! Pretty excited about and that. And where'd
1: you have it recorded? At the warehouse recording. Uh, I kind of figured that. Yep. <laughs> Load questions so we could say hello to Mark Dom. Absolutely, <laughs> love of my life, Mark Dom. Yeah, yeah, he is amazing, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> does some does some great stuff there, no doubt yeah. about it. And he big is. supporter of this show too. Yes. Uh, but uh, obviously a big supporter of you. Uh, so the mm-hmm. record comes out on what label now?
5: Uh, SMC Records. Okay. SMC record. Records. Sure. Where are we going to find it all? Uh, Any anywhere you can find music (laughs) online. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if you listen to Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, I'll have it on Bandcamp, too. Um, And uh, yeah, pretty much anywhere you can find it will be on YouTube. And if you if you have the Internet. You can listen you can to find it, there. it. Yeah. yeah. And I'll have a CD as well that I'll, okay. I'll hopefully bring around and at shows and try to get it in some right. some local shops here. Right.
1: And and spell Gertner for us.
5: Yeah, a G-E-R-T-N-E-R. N E R.
1: All right, so Ben yeah. Gertner, mm-hmm. he told you how to do it. I told. Just care. get on the internet somewhere uh even at your public library you yes. can do that you can no. you can no. <laughs> at least listen it does, to it yes, you won't be able to download there probably oh, not that's yeah. all right you know all i right. just i just care people hear you
5: know, here <laughs> yeah, mark and i put a lot of work into the album and so yeah. um yeah lots of lots of it's been probably like a three-year wait from when we started it till now wow so, yeah
1: yeah, because I remember you had uh, music that you'd come out with uh, the last time you were on the show, and it's been a while. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, what is particular about this album besides the title? What are we gonna get out of it from you?
5: Yeah, I uh, I feel like this album uh, was most it was mostly done uh, Mark and I, and we had a, uh, as far as the writing process went, and then we had a um tyson khan played drums on a lot of the song love tyson um, yes he's the best really <laughs> really wonderful and then uh clinton kennedy who's a uh, part of hundred watt shine also okay. on uh um Same the about, label, the as label. Well. yeah mm-hmm. as on smc records and uh he played a lot of guitar on this album um which which is fun because it's it's sprinkled in and all these and uh, all of the songs just what he his little his flair is, is so cool and it's hard to replicate for sure. But uh, um, we've been uh anyway. So this album, I feel like is a lot different in the way that there are so many. Um, the songs are so meticulously done. Uh, it took so long to finish the album and we've worked on each song really, really hard. Um, Mark worked harder. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I do feel like uh, um, I had a song that came out, uh, called New Computer and I feel like mm-hmm. that song uh, Mark and I both kind of had felt like that was a sound that we had really found. You couldn't really tell which uh, uh if the guitars or the synths or what, you know, they blended so well together and it was just right. like a very, I would say you can expect from this album more things like that, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just like a really great fusion of a lot of different sounds like got we've got country, we've got synth bedroom pop we've got uh rock and i don't know yeah it's a lot but
1: you um, you brought that all together and does that equal then the ben gertner sound yes you know we'll be able to go gosh that's Ben Gertner. you know when, when we're listening
5: i would i would say that yeah that's uh i had we just added a for the live band just added a a bassist and he he's relatively uh new to the music and but one thing that he did comment was that he's like, all the songs are so different, but there is like a common sound to them. And right. It's yeah. It's a really, uh, which is, which is a nice thing to hear. Cause you know, I feel like sometimes you're just shooting in the dark with all yeah. these like uh-huh. different styles and sounds. And it's nice to actually have like a, a stamp of, I don't know, something on it. But,
1: and yeah. so now you've got a live band when you go on. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. and uh, how many are in it?
5: Um, let's see. It's, uh, it is me simon tyson mark and anthony so it's a five piece yeah. oh nice yeah, yeah it's a good uh it's we've been practicing for a long time mm-hmm. it's uh um mark is just making the switch he played guitar then he played bass and now he's making the switch back to playing guitar again, <laughs> <laughs> which ultimately is what he wanted you know um, right but uh, it's uh, he's like I gotta rewire my brain, like it's like you know he's he's I'm making him jump all over the place. So I'm, I'm really grateful that he's put a lot of work into the recording process and to the band and everything. And it's 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 we're sounding pretty good. We've got shows coming up in uh, July and August. So and where will um, you be for those? Uh, full circle. Okay. Full circle book op. Excellent. And um, hopefully add some more gigs in there once yeah. I. To hear back but <laughs> yeah get get some yeah.
1: feedback and so forth yeah, uh so absolutely. you know the album's just coming out mm-hmm. uh but uh feedback from anybody that's heard it so far what's yeah. uh what's everybody saying
5: well um I don't know I feel like a lot of people have said that I uh um that it is that I've found a sound you know mm-hmm. that, it, that it sounds like something that uh um it's I don't know I think I haven't shown a lot of people is the thing, you know, I feel like I've kept it kind of close to my chest. There are a few songs on the album that are out already. There's a, so uh, there's three songs that are out that are on the album. Um, And so it's, it sounds similar to those, but I did pick, you know, ones that I thought would be singles. It's, it's the nice thing about the record label is that we can kind of pick what we think is best and what we think are the right singles. But it's it's hard to know sometimes like what is the, <laughs> what is the best song and what's gonna be a single and that kind of thing. But we just make the music and hope that it, <laughs> hope that it's fun to listen to, I guess. And have fun yeah. in the meantime making oh, it. So much fun in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's
1: always you know one of the things that I love about uh, what I do with this, is, uh, you know, my passion. Is talking to people about their passion, mm-hmm. and I even remember many, many years ago—gosh, going on twenty-some—when um, I was at Cal OAM and uh, there was a group of guys that uh, used to play an acoustic Christmas. But then, mm-hmm. acoustic Christmas uh, ended, and then they were going to do an Easter show, and uh, they were in, uh, in three guitars in the studio, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, play us out into the uh, into the commercial break and so they start strumming away and i'm looking at them and the smiles on their faces <laughs> it's like this is true joy that i'm watching right now yeah yeah and uh, i just uh, love it when i can see the passion hear the passion in, in what people are doing and so forth and uh just back to the band for mm-hmm. just, just a quick moment then yeah. um, so they've they've come together it sounded good and, and all that and so forth mm-hmm. but you know one of the things that always amazes me as somebody that you know i well i could still probably play a, a valve trombone but uh that's not actively a musician other than doing some singing right. at the moment is how that melds together mm-hmm. and uh, also just uh, you know the fact that okay you've got all this original stuff mm-hmm. But they've probably been, you know, they're they're in some other bands oh, uh, and so forth. And so they play in those and they've got that music to know. And, of course, they probably have a, a thousand cover songs absolutely. that they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, are you amazed by that, too, when it comes together?
5: Absolutely. I mean, there's all these people who are, uh, um, they're all fantastic musicians in their own right. Like, you know, I mean, like everybody in the band that... Um, I'm not in any other band currently, but uh everybody else playing in the band, I know at least plays music somewhere else as mm-hmm. well. Um, so like the fact that like at least I know Simon and Tyson, they both play at least they do the three hour cover sets, you know, where they play from uh nine PM to one AM and they're and you know, they're just <laughs> monsters and you know, yeah. I feel they come in for an hour every week and play through our set, you know, and it's it feels like I think that they do it. I hope that they do it because it's an original, it's original music. It's something that they can be a part of that we're going to, you know, we're recording with them in the future and we're making something that is ours. And I'm not, nothing against the cover songs and nothing, you know, I think that that is... But everybody wants to have
1: some original music. Right. Yeah, You want to be proud of what you've, not just that you can play or sing, but uh, that you can make
5: that. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think that's a priceless sort of thing. And, you know, to contribute to it is... I don't know i'm honored to be able to do that and yeah it's a all of us have full-time jobs we all play you know and Mm -hmm. still make time to do this too so it's uh it really shows that there's a passion for it so
1: when did you know you had a passion for music more than just oh i can play an instrument or i can
2: sing
5: i think i mean i've always like when i was a kid i i feel like i don't do this as as much but when i i feel like in third to fifth grade I'd be I'd write stories and I'd read them to the class you know and they, they let me share once a week I would write like a new chapter in my book and I'd read it to the class and um which now I look back at it was you know I think it's nice but obviously not anything that I would have carried on probably till middle school I would have gotten <laughs> bullied <laughs> <laughs> um but then I I picked up a guitar my aunt uh let me have her old guitar when I was in like seventh grade and I don't know, ever since I was i I had played piano, but I had only uh, really read like uh, written music. I had never tried to write any of my own on the piano. But mm-hmm. I pretty much, when I picked up a guitar, I had started trying to write songs on the guitar. It just felt like that, that was what I was going to do. Yeah, I feel like I am a better piano player than guitar player, but I still, <laughs> <laughs> but I still feel like writing—it's such a good like writing instrument. And so I, I started probably then, and I don't know. It's never been something that's gone away. It's only gotten. It's only gotten worse. Like the, And
1: and easier to yeah. uh take a guitar to a gig. Yes, than a, piano. Than a whole piano. Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I uh I do feel like there's a it's it's really good to have the band now because they, they fill in all those all those gaps in the songs in my head where I hear the instruments, you know, and uh it's it's a really uh it's a really it's a really cool thing to hear the their own flair that they put on the music because the most of the people in the band other than Mark Tyson and I, you know, we, uh, lot of them, they're learning the music, but they put their own embellishments on it. And it's, it's really cool. Like I'm very happy to finally have a band. It's my first time also playing with a band since probably high school. So yeah.
1: How's that feel?
5: Really good. (laughs) Long time. (laughs) I feel like it's been a long time coming. It's hard to get a band together sometimes though. You know, it's right. uh, It's, it really takes a commitment to, meet and get better and you know i mean we are we're miles miles above where we were when we started a year ago or so yeah yeah.
1: Uh, and uh what about your career in general uh where do you think it's going after this
5: oh i don't i don't know it's right now it feels good to just have a studio album out and i i would really like to uh um at least our the plan with the band is to we have another single ready too, so after this album comes out, there's gonna be another single that comes out hopefully a few months after. And we're just we're just gonna keep uh we're just gonna keep writing and writing until uh we can't, I guess. I mean <laughs> it's one of those uh if something happens, it happens. I I would like to uh um I would at least like I'd like to be able to have the album out and in in the area at least and recognized uh by people like the art that was done on it is very cool it was it was done by uh my friend abby day and um and then the photos that were taken inside of the album were sam hansen and i uh my friend sam hansen uh took those pictures and we had i don't know there's a lot of uh um i have a credits section on the inside i just i kind of i, I would like to be able to have um the album out in in at least the area and recognized as like something that is a good piece of work. And, um, everything else is just, uh, cherry on top, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> this is my note to edit right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's why. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> All right. All right. So let me think of the next question. Then. Uh, what is it there that makes a good album versus just, you know, pushing single single single
5: sure i mean that that was a thing that i really wanted to have and i know mark has recognized too mark mark has said and he, when he listens to this he'll know be, he's he's that i'm a singles guy is he always he likes having the songs because he's like a single can last three months it can last mm-hmm. a year it can last you know it can uh but an album once you drop it that's a whole bunch of singles that are you know <laughs> that are uh that are out at once and so for him it's also like he likes the single idea because you know you can kind of shift styles and do all sorts of different things when you have one single at a time come out but if you have an album together you want to have kind of a cohesive thought process right. or um or something behind it you know that that is more than just uh a, a bunch of singles together yeah. you know and um some songs are not right for the album and some are yeah, like, that's why the album is eight songs long. It's not, it's not a long album, but it's uh I feel like that's, I said like what I wanted to say. So, I, <laughs> you know, it's the, what's that quote? Um, if if I, I, this would have been shorter if I had more time, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's, it's so much easier to, uh, put a lot of fluff on something, but if you want to be direct and say, do you want to say I, I don't know i think it's uh what makes i would hope my album good is that it's a that it is a showcase of what i can do as far as style wise yet it does it is a cohesive statement don't ask me what the statement is <laughs> 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 i uh um yeah i some of my favorite albums that i keep coming back to and listening to the whole album versus the song Um, I feel like just have that quality of feeling like, um, well, I can't not listen to the, this story in order, you know, and I put a lot of thought into the order of the songs that I put on my album. That's probably just an opinion (laughs) I get, but, uh, how I listen to an album is how I tried to structure mine. So
1: are you your own worst critic?
5: Yeah, but who isn't? I guess yeah, it's mean, pretty <laughs> yeah. common that most of us that yeah. to
1: do some sort of performing or entertaining mm-hmm. and so forth. Uh, we are the ones that go, oh, I can't mm-hmm. believe that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you also can go, oh, pretty proud of that part. Right. Yeah.
5: And that's what I really I think that's the fun part about recording music in general is is that I, I, I have so much joy out of it because you can with modern technology, you can edit and make things as good as you absolutely want to make them sound. And that's what Mark really did with this album. It's just so, like I said, meticulously produced and so much, so much time and energy was put into. To yeah. The, uh, and uh,
1: I do know that the one great and, and very still cool thing that he does is he records in analog.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, he's got, he wants it to sound like an actual, right? Like uh, actual drums, actual recording. And yeah. I I bring in keys, but that's the only part of it that's not recorded at the studio. Is for the most part, or the keys that I record at home. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: All right. So you're playing two different things on that.
5: <laughs> I, I have a <laughs> I have very minimal guitar on the album that I but I have keys on every song and. Uh, um, I'm obviously singing every song. Right. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are we going to hear with your guitar that, yeah. that you have here uh,
5: today? I think we should do, I'll do a pilot passenger. That's okay, song. let's hear it. That's yeah, the first song on the album.
4: So. A, th- a thin veil. Seraphim vision Watch the indefinition Definition Of your name Displayed in color Through the rain I prayed for way back home I am fine with Everything changing I can train places And machines Watch you wander around in the breeze And never ask you for anything Some days I am the pilot Most I am a passenger Watching people Like clowns, I wonder how I really do How I am
3: supposed
4: to get close to you I couldn't choose you Even if I wanted to And I want to follow walls, Echo distant calls And I fall upon your voice Consonants rest lightly On the three sheets you throw Out to the wind That I catch for a second Only to see them slip To oblivion Now I remember what you were like then. Some days I am a pilot Most I am a passenger Watching people drift In and out like clouds I wonder how I really do How I am supposed to get close to you I couldn't choose you even if I wanted to. When fate makes me see your face again, you're like I thought you'd be—your lonely, your love. Like I thought you'd be I'll let you have your way with me Wish you didn't have to mean anything I wish I didn't have to wonder If you even like it When I sing but I play the same four chords In the same bars around your town When you ask me to come over I'm already coming down Yeah, I'm bored You're around Some days I am the pilot Most I am a passenger Watching really do. how oh, I am supposed to get close to you. I couldn't choose you even if I wanted to. And I want um, all right. all right, all right. <laughs>
1: thank you very much yeah, and yeah. uh you know how the uh the the show always ends or the conversations with the two questions of uh one might end up answering both okay so the first is when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene mm-hmm. what do you like to be entertained by
5: uh i really like uh i like well obviously i was I'm not interested in the arts and entertainment scene, I guess. I uh listening to music doesn't count, right? <laughs> yes it does. Oh it does? Yeah. Okay. Probably uh reading and listening to music. I I I've been I'm reading uh Insomnia by Stephen King right mm-hmm. now. I'm really I feel like I've read a lot, like a lot of Stephen King books. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of his best, if not my favorite so far. But so I've I'm really enjoying that. Um music wise, I I'm listening to this album called uh um Genevieve by Fust that just came out on Friday um and it's blowing my mind I can't stop listening to it okay yeah
1: uh any other hobbies
5: hobbies uh well biking I I love riding the bike trails in Sioux Falls I rode them today it was way too hot and too windy but (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah I, I, I love biking I uh um what else do I like to do in town I like I like sitting outside in the summer. For <laughs> I, I really like the fresh air and uh, going for walks.
1: Does the uh, bike trail have as many potholes? Uh, as not the ne-
5: well. There there are two <laughs> spots. They've got like a uh, some detours, and so it's very possible that they uh, that they're fixing those potholes. I don't know what's going on behind the, <laughs> behind the orange tape, but.
1: All right, one yeah. more time, Ben Gertner. Tell us how people can get your new album. And where uh they can find your music yeah. and, and everything else about you.
5: Yeah, you can uh you can find uh The Room look Like a View anywhere you listen to music, so like Spotify, Apple Music, uh YouTube, Bandcamp, wherever. Um, and you can find me hopefully playing around Sioux Falls, uh this summer. Um and yeah, you can probably find hard copies of the album at places like Total Drag and uh last up cd shop i haven't asked them yet but i i think they'll say yes <laughs> all right i i have a feeling they will too yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: i appreciate your time ben awesome thanks, thanks for coming so much in for having me dave. anytime appreciate buddy it. all right we'll be back to wrap up the dave holly hour in just a moment ladies when it's time to give your nails some love get that extra special treatment from quality nails on south minnesota avenue in sioux falls manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic Ziya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463.
0: From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave
1: Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Alexander Craig and Ben Gertner. And of course, thank you for listening, downloading. By the way, we're headed toward 15,000. Sharing and following on social media. And those cups of coffee, they do taste good. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 185 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts of South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour
0: has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment.
1: Thanks for listening.